When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I produced a Bone Thugs and Harmony video. What? This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. Do you know what it feels like <laughs> as a young man to load up your family's minivan with Bone Thugs to send them to the set? My mother do the catering on a Bone Thugs and Harmony video. Shut <laughs> Earlier on the show, Yahoo Sports senior NFL reporter Charles Robinson, host of the Ross Tucker podcast, Ross Tucker. Still to come, NBA writer for The Athletic, Trey Kerr. Plus actor Richard Schiff. And now, it's Ben Lyons. Welcome back to the show. The show rolls on. Excited to be here with you all today. Richard Schiff calling in a little bit. Emmy Award winning actor. Above average golfer. Diehard Yankee fan. We'll catch up with Rich and talk a little Yankees. Because I've been very lucky over the years to cover some great events but I remember being very nervous at my first NBA finals. The first finals I went to as a credentialed journalist working for the NBA. I mm-hmm. uh, hosted a show for NBA TV social called The Warm Up. And I was nervous because I'm such a fan. Here's J.R. Smith competing against Nick Young in the NBA finals. And I'm supposed to act <laughs> professional. Like This is a legendary moment. But luckily... Uh, I was shown the ropes at the NBA Finals by our next guest. This is a man who has been fist bumped by Guy Fieri. This is a man who is a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. You know him, you love him from the No Dunks podcast. He's a writer for The Athletic. He's got a very deep collection of top shots. We'll talk some top shots and NFTs as well. But he's a dear friend of mine because he showed me around the NBA Finals and that will always be important to me. That was so kind of him. It's Trey Kirby joining the show. Ayo, great to have you, Trey. Ayo. Thanks for having me, Ben. I remember those finals fondly as well. Great times. But if you're thinking I'm an expert on that kind of stuff, then feel a little sorry for you, buddy. I had like maybe three times more experience, so I just knew how to not get kicked out of places. But seems to be working out all right. Well, you do have a shared experience with me in that we are the types of NBA fans who in July and August, when our team signs players, get overtly excited. We think we're winning the NBA championship. But this year, it might actually come true for your Chicago Bulls. How are you feeling? Are you just on one the last 48 hours? I'm even more on one. If you're telling me they actually got a chance at the championship, I'm excited, though. If you win day one and day two of NBA free agency, after the past four seasons with the Bulls, it kind of feels like title number seven. Uh, so, I don't know. I was just as excited about what Chicago did at the trade deadline last year. That didn't work out too well. I was very excited about the, what the Bulls did before the 1920 season, bringing in Thad Young and Thomas Sadaransky. That didn't work out. But, Ben, I'm thinking this time, third time is the charm. It's got to work out this time, right? Well, I just love that you've got your buddy Skeets from No Dunks, who is all things Toronto Raptors, and he's got to deal with the emotions of Kyle Lowry leaving. But then DeMar DeRozan, arguably the greatest Raptor of all time, now playing for one of his best friend's teams. What was the conversations like with Skeets yesterday about DeRozan coming to Chicago? 
Uh, he feel I, I feel like he's excited for me the same way that Raptors fans and Blazers fans were both very um, complimentary of each other when the Norman Powell and Gary Trent Jr. trade went down. You know, the Raptors were talking to the to the Blazers fans and treat him well. Blazers fans were saying the same back to the Raptors, and that's what it felt like for me and Skeet. Like you're saying, DeRozan at some point in time is going to be honored by the Raptors. He's one of their franchise icons. So after a few years down in San Antonio, you know, you could argue that DeRozan brought a title to the Raptors with the way the Kawhi Leonard trade went down. So he left on good terms. He's heading to Chicago on good terms. So, yeah, Skeets was telling me you got to treat him well. He's going to show up for you. He gets better every single year. 20 points per game in eight straight seasons, a career high in assists last year. The guy's still getting better. Uh, so, yeah, Skeets was excited. And, you know, we already know that DeRozan looks great in red and black. So, it's a perfect fit as far as I'm concerned. Jay Kirby joins the show. He's part of the No Dunks crew. Their podcast, you can get it, of course, on The Athletic and formerly of the starters on NBA TV. Uh, I love your guys' take on basketball. You guys know I was a fan before. Uh, I could call you a friend. And what you guys have been able to build with your brand is just remarkable. You think about all the twists and turns you guys have taken in your career. But just for those who aren't familiar, how did you and Taz – and and Lee and Skeets all link up in the first place. And how do you explain the energy around No Dunks? So the podcast started back in 2006. It was Skeets and Tap and our producer, JD. They all went to university together, Ryerson University up in Toronto. And if I'm not mistaken, the podcast started the very day after Kobe Bryant went for 81 against the Toronto Raptors, like, all right, we got to get out here and podcast about this. What's a podcast? No one knows. But eventually people figured out what a podcast was. I joined in with them uh, the summer of 2010. That was a big summer in the NBA. And I was happy to consider myself a free agent in that class as well. Signed with the Basketball Jones. Eventually we moved up to Toronto, my wife and I, in 2011. We were there until 2013 working on the Basketball Jones podcast, video show, a blog, all for the SCORE television network in Canada. Then in 2013, we ended up down here in Atlanta working for Turner Sports NBA TV. We were called the Starters then. And now we've moved on to The Athletic. Uh, this has been, we just finished up year two with The Athletic. And, you know, so that's been 15 years for the guys that started it. I'm on my 11th season. You know, I can remember... Back when all the guys that the Lakers signed were young guys. That's how long we've been <laughs> podcasting at this point. So, yeah, you know, it's been quite a journey uh, for us. There's five of us now, so it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we just like to continue building in the NBA. It feels like in the past 15 years has gotten bigger and bigger and crazier and crazier. You know, we're talking about free agency in August now. Who knows what's going to happen next? Trey Kirby joining the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And through your travels covering the NBA, you formed a connection, a friendship, or some type of relationship with Guy Fury. For people who don't know, Guy's a real-deal basketball fan. Where does your respect and admiration for Guy Fury come from, Trey? Uh, years and years of watching diners, drive-ins, and dives, uh, you know, from, I don't know, 11 o'clock p.m. to 3 a.m. They'll put out on Food Network time and time again. I think it was the All-Star game in New Orleans, you know. Guy has landed, like you're saying, he's a big basketball fan. He said he had just landed there. And I sent a joke tweet out saying, you want to come judge our dunk contest? This is back when we were doing the television show. And Lee and I, also on the show, would go head-to-head in a dunk contest on an eight-foot rim. Shocked me when Guy said, yeah, I'll do it. 
got in touch with him. He actually came to the show. Uh, he ended up helping judge the contest. And since he's a big basketball fan, you know, and the Warriors, he's a Warriors fan in particular, they were really good. So Guy would be at pretty much every NBA final during the dynasty area of Warriors, and I would try and link up with him when we could. Uh, so it was a uh, pretty special for me to actually, you know, see Guy Fieri, who I've been watching since I was in college. Suddenly he's on the show that we're working on. That's what basketball gets for you sometimes. Pretty, pretty fun stuff, man. Trey, you're down in Atlanta now, uh, and the Hawks have had a resurgence. Uh, I found out the hard way that Trey Young is for real. What's the vibe like in the city? I know the city shuts down when the United play. I know everybody's obviously geeked up on football down in that part of the country. But as far as the Hawks go and where they sit in the city, what's it been like being in Atlanta and seeing this run they're going on? Oh, it was incredible. Uh, we were down at, we call it the Fortress, State Farm Arena for normal people down here, and it was sold out for every game in the playoffs. And that's similar to how it was back in 2015 when the Hawks were a 60-win team, but that had not been the case in the years in between. But to see them get even into the playoffs was impressive. With the way the season started, they made the coaching change halfway through, and that really got the team unified and pointing the right direction. Then... Uh, unfortunately for you, Ben, Trey Young made even a bigger jump in the playoffs going into that first game when he became the NBA's most likable villain, you know, hitting the floater, shushing the crowd, putting his finger very high up on his nose. Uh, it got people fired up. I feel like it won fans for the Hawks, not just in Atlanta, which, you know, was excited to have a, a basketball team doing well again, but also around the league. You know, the, it's been a while since the Hawks have had – a marketable star, even when they were at their best. Joe Johnson and Al Horford and Paul Millsap, they're all all-star caliber players, but they don't have necessarily the cultural cachet that Trey Young does. So with a flashy player and a young player that it feels like you can actually build something around, it's been really exciting to have that happening here in Atlanta, especially considering the way they did the offseason last year. They signed a whole bunch of veterans and were saying, Okay, it feels like they've got a lot of players here. Let's see if they all pan out and if they're able to gel together. Took a little bit of time before they actually got on the same page, but once they did, it looked really good, and now you've got to assume that the future is pretty bright here in Atlanta, especially considering once a guy like DeAndre Hunter comes back, we'll see how Cam Reddish progresses, but having that superstar in Trey Young, that's a huge first building block. Trey Kirby joins the show. You know him from The Athletic, part of the No Dunks crew. Check out their podcast. Always one of my favorite listens, especially this time of year, because there's certain players that just become part of your guys' lexicon, part of your language. And I feel like as a Bulls fan now, with Lonzo and Caruso, these are guys who could become part of the No Dunks thing. What are you most looking forward to about having Alex Caruso in Chicago? Uh, I'm hoping that he still gets the Lakers bump. I'm hoping he still is a super famous guy, even if he ends up being the sixth man on the Chicago Bulls. But honestly, for me, it's just exciting for the Bulls to be a team that is talked about as a basketball team. Because for, I don't know, it must have been about 2015 till probably 2021, January 2021. If the Bulls were in the news and we were talking about them on the show or the podcast, it was probably for something bad that happened, whether that be a fight in practice between Bobby Portis and Nikola Mirotic or their coach putting in a punch clock to get everybody to work hard. The Bulls were a little bit of a laughing stock, which is not what you want from one of the bigger franchises in the league. So the fact that they have 
started acting like a major market and have trying to put some wins on the scoreboard. It's exciting to me to have the Bulls be a relevant team. You know, they came down to the final couple of weeks of the season trying to get into the play in this year. And to me, that felt like going for championship number seven. Just the Bulls trying to get the 10th seed to play one more game in this play-in tournament. Hopefully they're a playoff team next season, but at the very least, it doesn't feel like they're lost in the wilderness anymore. Wow, very tempered expectations. Hopefully a playoff team next season. I introduced you saying they got a shot at the chip. We're all in on these guys. (laughs) I'm trying to slow play it here, Ben. Um, I was telling everybody that I met that the Bulls were back last year, and it was looking good up until the All-Star break. They had their first All-Star since Jimmy Butler and Paul Gasol back in the day. They made the huge trade for Vucevic, and then they had basically their worst month of the season, and the Bulls were decidedly not back after the All-Star break. So I'm trying to, trying to temper my expectations here. Also on the podcast today, though, I did say they're going to sign Nikola Jokic in 2023. So yeah, I don't very know tempered well expectations right there, Yeah, Jay. exactly. <laughs> no championship this year, but an MVP in a couple of years. We'll see. Yesterday was one of those life-changing moments where the world that we live in was never the same as the one that we woke up in. Where were you when Melo signed with the Lakers? (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy to actually see it happen, man. It's like once Melo was done with the Thunder, once Melo was done with the Rockets, it just felt like LeBron's bringing him to the Lakers at some point. I know Lakers fans have had the mellow photoshops ready for a decade at this point. So to actually see LeBron and Mello united after a decade and a half in the NBA, it's exciting. I mean, we're not seeing LeBron and Mello from the Heat and Knicks days going back and forth with each other, but it's going to be fun to see them playing on the same team. Uh, it's just a bummer that they can't get Dwayne Wade out of retirement and that Chris Paul signed that gigantic deal with the Suns. Otherwise, we could have the whole banana boat crew. That would have been fun, too. But Although we'll Melo never officially photographed on the banana boat. Just want to put that mm, out good there. Point. Good put point. Good point. There. Hey, Trey, you and I had the privilege of working with the NBA, working at Turner for a number of years. And what's so special about that place, in addition to the great people who work there, it's the vibe in the studio off camera. Because the way it's built down there in Atlanta, you have the different studios and they're all kind of on top of each other. And there's a green room, a a common area where people are passing through doing their shows or getting makeup. They're having a production meeting. And you get to rub shoulders with some of the greatest basketball players of all time. I remember just walking through the makeup room one day, and there's Dwayne Wade, Oscar Robertson, George Gervin. You're just a kid in a candy store. You were down there a lot longer than I was in every day. Do you have any moments just from kind of hanging around behind the scenes with some of the guys that have stayed with you or stood out? I remember when Kevin Garnett was screaming at me about the property taxes in Malibu. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got a great Kevin Garnett story, too. Um, I'm, I grew up just outside of Chicago, so I remember seeing Kevin Garnett play basketball in high school. I remember that he wasn't even the best player on his high school team. There was a guy named Ronnie Field uh, who played for Farragut back in the day. They said this guy could have been the next Jordan. Unfortunately, uh, he got in a car accident back in, after his high school years, so he never actually made it to the NBA. But I brought up something about seeing KG and Ronnie Fields play back in high school, you know, 25 years ago or whatever. And then he told me an unbelievable story about Ronnie Fields that made it sound like he had a 60-inch vertical. Uh, like, I don't know about that, KG. But uh, anytime Kevin Garnett gets to telling a story, it's more exciting than any story anybody else could tell because it's KG telling it at full KG intensity. 
the guy doesn't go halfway on anything. So anytime you, anytime it was like an Area 21 day and there was a Kevin Garnett was filming something, it was going to be louder and way more hype than any other day in makeup. You know, I would leave the locker room after just talking to KG for like two minutes. I was fired up to do my show. I was like, I want to go play defense against somebody that's up there in the studio, man. I remember the day they had the fondue machine on set for Jason Williams and KG just just discovered white chocolate on a stick and he was going crazy. That was just a very <laughs> special day on set. Um, oh, yeah, that's another great moment of him playing Jenga, I think, with yes. Tony Allen. And it's like nobody has been more hyped to play Jenga ever than Kevin Garnett was. I, know, I think you and I and maybe Garnett's family might have been the only fans of Area 21. It's far too short-lived. You're like, what? Can't get more Kevin Garnett playing Jenga? That'd be the best. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey, appreciate you coming on as you're celebrating the Chicago Bulls winning a championship here in August. A big day for you, man. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I feel like you've won something and done something, but you just haven't. But congratulations. Yeah, I haven't actually done anything except for tell people that the Bulls are back before they finally came back. But this time it is for real. I mean, they signed Tony Bradley today. Ben, people are lining up to sign with the Chicago Bulls. That has never happened. Those Tony Bradley top shots are going to add nicely to your collection. You going in on the top shot? I see you talking about it. Are you buying more video highlights late at night? Uh, I've got every Bulls moment that I can get so far, <laughs> except for an old Jimmy Butler one. i got to pull the trigger on that one. But, yeah, man, for me, top shot has been a nice little hobby. It's like uh, I'm watching all of these games anyways. So I might as well continue watching them in 15-second clips. And for me, it's exciting to actually be like, oh, yeah, I remember when that play had happened. I thought it was going to be a top shot. Someday it actually will be. And we'll see what it's like uh, in the future. No Dunks is the podcast. Trey Kirby, thanks for showing me around the NBA Finals and for taking some time with us today. All right, Ben. Thanks for having me on. I'll catch you when we get a... Knicks versus Bulls playoff series. Oh, like can you imagine? Like the good old days? Ooh, oh, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I just hope uh, a little different results this time. Thanks so much, Trey. Hey, oh, Trey Kirby joining the show. Used to be from the starters. Now, no dunks. These guys have had a great run, man. Guys sharing their opinion and thoughts on hoop and able to change with the times, build a podcast from 2006. 2006 in the podcast game. I and mean, that's the this first, first early days, man. Now, Founders. He, our next guest might have just thrown a golf club on the golf course. We don't know. We don't know <laughs> if he's playing with all 14 today. But I'm very excited to catch up with my dear friend, a diehard Nick fan, Yankee fan, uh, one of the great guys in my life, Richard Schiff, joining the show. Coming up next, it's Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Our plan, just so you know, here on the Rich Eisen Show that we have hatched, is to get James Dolan out of town <laughs> when free agency opens up, the window opens up July 1st. That he is the he is a liability being in that room when they've got Durant and Kyrie you, Irving and everybody coming in. Are, getting, you, are you conjuring a kidnapping? Of no, 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 no. We're doing this. Well, I'm not going to say fully potato legal. Sack? It's potato not fully sack. legal. Mike Del Tufo, uh, uh, a, a fine man from New Jersey. He is our audio executive. He loves music. We are going to create our own Mike Del Tufo Fire Fest. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to have it on an island of Alcides Escobar's. Okay. I, I've never um, heard of it, which is a good sign. Okay, right, exactly. It's good already. Uh, the, is, what, what, what team is Alcides Escobar on now? He's not a Royal anymore, right? He's moved on. Um, he's on the Orioles now. Um, so anyway, we're going to invite his, uh, James Dolan's schmecky band, JD and the Straight Shot, to uh, be the you're lead. Gonna, you're going to lure him in. Where he can be the headliner of the Mike Del Tufo. What are we calling it? The Smoke Fest? Smoke Fest. Yeah. What do you think? Anything that can help. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to okay take with, one for the team, Richard. I'm okay with that. Just get him out. Hey, well, if you don't get Zion, who's your number two? Number two? Well, the other kid, right? From uh, RJ, yeah. Yeah, RJ, RJ Barrett. Barrett yeah, right? RJ Barrett. Take any Dookie. And uh, the other one? Well, Cam Reddish. What we need to Anybody do. Anybody on Duke. We just, can we freeze all the other ping pong balls? Just like apparently David Stern froze the path of the envelope. Yeah, I was thinking about that. So all the other ping pong balls stay just, down just and the, the next one make, pops up. Just make the next ball a golf ball so you can feel it. <laughs> you can feel the texture and the weight. And uh, I'm okay with the fix. Just don't worry about it. It's the, happening. You guys are getting them. The good doctor. This, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Let's get, I just want to make sure we hit your TV show. I was just going to go back to the Celtics and the Lakers in those years in the 80s when they kept winning and then getting the number one pick. And the number two pick. How did that happen? Chris, how did that happen? Uh, that Red Auerbach kept on getting it. He got to hang on at Larry Bird's rights for more for than a all, year. For over a year, yeah. He drafted Larry Bird the year before. Bird decided to come back to college and then. The Lakers had, had, had Jabbar and then they get Magic. Yeah. And then they got James Worthy. Right? And then they got James Worthy, who I play golf with. He's hey, a great so guy. So you got Porzingis and then you got Frank Nilakina. 
before, before Phil got out the door. Yeah, but we traded Porzingis and got the pick that we should have picked Dennis in the Smith first place. I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's being a Nick fan, ladies and gentlemen. The Mike Del Tufo Smoke Fest is the only hope. I'm in. Sort of, sort of like. I'm hoping. Remember that from uh, from Star, Star Wars. Wars. You're Obi-Wan the last hope. You're the <laughs> last hope. You're our only hope. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. As always, you can hit us up at Rich Eisen Show. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at I am Ben Lyons. You can call the show, 844-204-RICH. You're at Madison Square Garden, guys, in addition to jerseys in the rafters for players who have played for the Rangers, the Knicks, uh, they have some other legends in the building. There's a Billy Joel banner for all the sold-out concerts that Billy has had at... Madison Square Garden. After last night's performance, there should be a Jadakiss banner. 63 points on Dipset. Should be hanging whole forever locks. immortalized. We can't leave the whole locks out. You know, in the rafters. Along with Dick Barnett and Walt Clyde Frazier and Dave DeBuscher, Bill Bradley. There should be another name that's hanging in the rafters as well. That's the great actor Richard Schiff because he has been a Nick fan for so long and he has endured the dumpster fire that is the James Dolan era of the New York Knicks, that they should forever immortalize this man and hang him in the rafters. We are honored to have him join the show today. Thanks so much for taking some time, Richard. How you feeling? Where are you in the world? I, I'm still uh, drinking in that introduction and the idea of, you know, whatever my number is being on the rafter, I love it. Um, I, I am, can you hear me okay? We can hear you loud and clear. I am in Florida. There he is. He's down in Florida golfing, I would imagine. Something tells me no, that's... No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually down here getting uh, my whole body fixed with prolotherapy and PRP, which is the spinning of the platelets. Stuff that you remember athletes years ago used to go to Germany because it was illegal in this country to get their knees spun uh, uh, with PRP. Kobe. Um, that's, that's actually what I'm doing. That's embarrassing. But I, I, I have played one round of golf at Benita Bay, and it was beautiful, uh, although ridiculously hot. I, I, had, I he, applaud he played, your he, commitment he to the New York Knicks this year, Richard, because one of the highlights of the season this year, and this season will always hold a special place in my heart for many reasons, but was receiving your text messages at all hours of the night. <laughs> You're in Vancouver. You were watching every single game out there, isolated, in Vancouver, shooting the good doctor, staying up late, watching the Knicks, texting me crazy stuff. What was the season like for you? Uh, well, first of all, uh, thank you for being uh, you know, a text partner. For uh, all, all of my other Knicks fan friends are long gone. <laughs> we're the last um, ones left. Yeah, they, they deserted. But um, it was, first of all, I didn't get every game because the NBA package up in Vancouver, in my neighborhood anyway, was such that they chose what games I could watch. And that pissed me off. Um, so I, half of my texts were coming from, watch, from GameCast on you know, the ESPN app on, the, uh, on my phone. So, uh, and I would watch and follow and scream as, you know, the ball bounced around the rim and came out on a missed shot. Um, but it was, uh, it was great. It was, you know, exciting. We had a couple of spurts of excitement, you know, back when um, uh, <clears throat> Gallinari and uh, uh, before the big, the big and silly trades, um, when um, 
Yeah, um, you know, uh, we, we had we had a stretch there where we won 54 games, I think, one year, and it was exciting, and that disappeared in a flash. And so this year, seeing some a mixture of young kids and some veterans, uh, it was really fun to watch. It was we're we're Nick fans, so we like defense, and it was defense first kind of uh, mentality, and we loved watching it. I loved uh, uh, it was it was a lot of fun and just. You know, to see um, our players evolve, RJ and and other guys, you know, step up into the next level uh, was great. It was a fun, fun season. We knew it was going to end early in the playoffs, but it was a, it was a blast. Richard Schiff joins the show right now, diehard Knicks fan. And while I know you have lots of love in your heart for the New York Knicks, I know baseball is your real thing. And the Yankees, who have really turned a corner here, Brockman, our producer, a diehard Red Sox fan, not having a great back half of the summer. I knew that night in the Bronx when Verdugo got hit in the back with a baseball. It was going to turn the fortunes of both these teams. Were you in the bleachers in Yankee Stadium throwing baseballs at Alex Verdugo? What happened? Uh, no, if it was me, it would be a whiskey bottle. <laughs> Come on. Do you remember the Pete Rose event back in uh, in 1973 before you were born? No, I don't remember that. I wasn't born. It was the Pete, Pete Rose and, Ro- and Bud Harrelson got into a fight. Uh, and Pete Rose pretty much, you know, kicked the living daylights out of him. Mm-hmm. And the Met fans were a little bit angry the next day. And that's the game that I went to, even though I wasn't a Met fan. And and fans were hurling uh, whiskey bottles at Pete Rose in left field for beating up little Buddy Harrelson. And the uh, contingency of old Mets, including Tom Seaver, and if you remember, Willie Mays was back on the team that year as well in 1973, Went out to uh, to, the, to left field to uh, to plead with the crowd to please stop hurling um, uh, flying objects at outfielders with red uniforms. Yeah, and uh, that reminded me of that when Verdugo got hit. Pretty stupid stuff, though. Really stupid stuff, but a moment that I feel like maybe galvanized the Yankees or got them back on track because since then they've been one of the better teams in baseball and they've been playing well. How how do you put this? Yankees team in this season into perspective. And this is why I love talking sports with you because you bring up stuff that happened in the 70s before I was born and you put things in their proper <laughs> context where I get all excited. Uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on this current Yankee team. It's a, it's a good thing to bring up. You know, the 70s is my favorite decade as a Yankee fan because I saw the team that became the 77 and 78, 76. They finally won a pennant after 12 years. <clears throat> And I saw the team evolve, you know, step by step, getting Willie Randolph in the trade and, you know, and Munson, Rookie of the Year, and then Gidry comes up in 75, 76, and so on. So um, uh, uh, this team was, uh, we thought, was going to be that kind of team. We're seeing the team evolve that was going to run a little mini dynasty, you know, three a few years ago with Sanchez and Judge and, um, and the other guys. Uh, and it didn't turn out that way. And it, it's a frustrating, so frustrating to watch this team this year. I know they're playing better, but it doesn't give me a whole lot of faith because I, I just don't get the lack of small ball. It was Billy Ball that, that it made the difference in the, in the 70s, you know. And in the 90s, you had, you know, Tino Martinez led the league with sacrifice flies. You know, I, where are they? Where you know where's the stolen base? Where's the bunt? You know, uh, Odor bunted the other day, and I started screaming at the TV. It's like, thank you, 
You know, I, I, you, the thing is, you can't build. The Yankees are going to perennially, perennially be in it, right? We know that this year is going to be a struggle to get in it, but they probably will do that. Then you have to look at the team. How it's how is it going to function and how is it going to perform under pressure against great pitching in a short series? And are you built to win those tight one nothing two one games? Um, and they're not. They're just not built for that. Not only that, but the the, the biggest key in the nineties and two thousands was uh, Mariano, right? Without Mariano, they're not that dynasty. And their and their closing and their relief right now is is very shaky at best. Although it seems to be putting itself back into order right uh, now, so I, you know it's a very frustrating baseball type of baseball to to watch nowadays. Even when they win, I like Rizzo because he's a contact guy. Uh, they they have more lefties in the lineup, which is you know thank thanks thankfully <laughs> finally. Uh, I don't understand the way the team was built uh, in the last two years. As good as Voigt is, and as good as some of the other right-handed hitters are. You have to have balance, you have to have speed, and you have to have contact hitters and people who know how to bunt to win a short series. Richard Schiff joins the show. You know him from ABC's Good Doctor, diehard Nick and Yankees fan. What would Otani look like in pinstripes? Oh, very, very, very nicely. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a baseball fan. You must love seeing what he's been able to do in, in such a short time in the bigs. Well, he's a you know a stunning athlete. I mean... To have that kind of power and to have that kind of arm, uh, you know, I, uh, you kind of root for a way in which he won't get uh, broken down and hurt, you know, like he has been. Um, but they all get they all get hurt nowadays. Um, but yeah, it's remarkable. I, I don't get to see him perform very often because uh, I'm not in LA anymore. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 special. And he has speed, you know, and, you know, and he hits for average. You know, all the all all great things. Does it's everything as a player, which is often how you're described as an actor. I've seen you in all types of projects over the years. I was flipping through the dial the other day, Jurassic Park two, you're the guy who saves them and then a pterosaurus a Tyrannosaurus Rex shows up and you don't make it to Jurassic Park three. You've popped up in so many things over the years. Uh, recently, Ballers, of course, which we're interested in on this show. What do you remember from your days on set with The Rock and some of your first interactions? Uh, he's just a sweetheart. I mean, I wish I had some dirt I could spread, you know, and uh, make this more interesting. But he's, he's a sweetheart. Uh, he works hard. He gets up at 3 o'clock every morning, works out for two hours, does his business, comes to set, and has a full day. And, and we have fun. We had we had such a blast with Rob Corddry and later on with Stephen Weber and uh, as my brother and uh, just nothing but fun. I thoroughly and totally enjoyed working on that show and and The Rock is uh, is a, is just a, a good a good man. You've got another connection to uh, sports storytelling. Brockman was surprised to learn that you pop up in Major League Two. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. What do you remember yeah. from your time on set for Major League Two? Brockman still doesn't believe you're actually in the movie. It. <laughs> I gotta go back you and watch. You, you don't remember the scene? I gotta go back. Come on. You gotta go back and watch it, man. Remember when uh, Charlie Sheen's character was uh, uh, doing commercials and uh, the uh, the accoutrements of success in baseball, and I played a director of the TV commercial, and Charlie was getting everything wrong. And uh, I got a little frustrated over time. And uh, 
Uh, it's actually a fun scene. I, I enjoyed it. And I remember just, you know, meeting Charlie, uh, who I've worked with later on, and, of course, got to know his entire family eventually. Um, and it was just a, a day job, you know, back when I was, you know, uh, crawling my way up the ladder, if you will. Uh, but it was a fun. It was a fun day. Richard Schiff joins the show. You know him from ABC's The Good Doctor. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. If memory serves, you first moved to Los Angeles right around the time where Kirk Gibson hit that home run. Uh, yeah, memory serves you well. Uh, what do you remember about was, being in Los Angeles? Coming to LA, start your career as an actor, and well, the Dodgers I, are in the World Series. I yeah, it goes a little deeper than that because we. My friend Brian and I, at the time, we uh, we made our money to cross country, gambling on the Mets in eighty six in eighty eight. Uh, if you remember, David Cohn had a great year. I think it was twenty and three that year. Uh, Goodson was still pitching okay. We rode the Mets gambling and made thousands of dollars enough to buy a car, and uh, and we had just done a movie together, Brian and I. Uh, my first or second movie. It was going to be screened in L.A. Um, I had just gotten a divorce and had bad memories on every street corner in New York. And he goes, hey, let's move to L.A. And I went, okay. <laughs> so we, we moved and um, gambled our way all, all the way across the country, gambling on any game that we could find on the radio. Stopped in Vegas where I lost half of it. And then uh, got to L.A., and we knew uh, Keith Miller, uh, the utility second baseman. So we got seats to the Mets and Dodgers. And we, of course, bet the Mets because we rode them all year. They lost to uh, Hershiser got hot. So I dropped it all. Whatever I had left in my life, whatever cash I had scraped together to, to make my trip out to L.A., all on Oakland in game one. And we, we played our first softball game out at, in Malibu, went to the Malibu Inn uh, to, to watch the game. Conseco hits the Grand Slam. We're up 4-3. to three. Dennis Eckersley, who you know hasn't given up a home run in two years, future Hall of Famer, um, hits, I forget who it was, I don't think it was Alfredo Griffin, but somebody like that in the knee. There's a man on first, and Lasorda sends the, Excuse the express. I call him the gimp, but I shouldn't do that. Sends up uh, <laughs> a guy who shouldn't be playing in the game because he was scratched almost. He was hurt. He had only one leg. And uh, Eckersley, I since talked to Eckersley about this. I since talked to Kirk Gibson about it and other major leaguers. And I always ask, why, why, oh, why, after he fouled off and couldn't catch up to 10 straight fastballs, did he throw him? a change-up or an off-season, I think a backdoor slider he threw him. <clears throat> no one can answer that, not even Eckersley. And Gibson put one hand on it, and, it, and he's so strong that it, he hit it out. Dodgers won. Malibu win went berserk, and I was broke. And that's uh, my first week in L.A. Wow. Oh what a welcome to Los Angeles story. Then you go on and win multiple Emmys and have a great career as an actor, and someone tells me you weren't betting on baseball games. Too soon yeah, but after that. That didn't happen the next day. It took a while to get over, <laughs> a while to recover uh, from that event. That was, that was the last bet I've made. I haven't made a bet since that day. Richard Schiff joins the show. Last thing, Richard, what color Lakers Carmelo Anthony jersey should I buy? What color? <laughs> 
Don't inter- don't entertain this, Richard. <laughs> He's coming to win a championship. We have to root for Carmelo. He's our guy, Richard. Once a Nick, always a Nick. You're not rooting for Melo in L.A. You're not bleeding gotta, purple and well, gold. No, I got to tell you, I don't know how where you. I don't know if we talked about Carmelo, but for my money, Car- I, I, Carmelo did just fine in New York, and they didn't surround him with the right people. Look, he's no different than uh, uh, the name just popped out of my head. Who's our number one guy in New York right now? Julius Randall, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, uh, uh, Randall, right. Uh, and uh, Randall's no different. He, he takes the ball. He's one-on-one. He, may, he, creates, he creates for himself. That's what Melo did, you know. Uh, they, they just, and when, he, when they called on him to play power forward and to get rebounds, he did that. I, I liked Melo. I just don't like the team back then. So, I, yes, I'm rooting for him. I want his legacy to turn around. Um, but I hate the Lakers so much. It's a mixed bag. I despise them. <laughs> it's going to be a tough sight when you see me pull up on the first tee with a uh, purple and gold Carmelo hat on. I think it's no, going to be, no, it's no, going to be no. tough. If I ever see you without that Nick hat on the first tee, <laughs> there's going to be trouble. You might throw some of those clubs you throw at me instead of down the fairway. There you go. Uh, you know, uh, accidentally, it could happen. <laughs> Richard Schiff joins the show. We appreciate you taking some time and hope we get to tee it up soon, my friend. Me too, pal. Nice to see, uh, nice to talk to you, and, uh, and I miss you. See you soon. Thank you. Love to Sheila. Shouts out to Richard Schiff joining the show. Man, that Kirk Gibson story. I appreciate him sharing it with us. That is a tough that welcome is to LA mm, moment. Unbelievable. Just the mindset of well, we made it across the country betting on the Mets. That's just all. <laughs> that's in, that in itself's a movie. Yeah, it'd be a movie about Schiff coming to LA, and then you look up his IMDb credits. He's been in everything. Love that guy. Looking at 1988, first off, he was dead on about David Cohn. David Cohn went 20 and 3 that year, did not win the NL Cy Young. Oral Hershiser won NL Cy Young that year with all 24 first place votes. That is kind of crazy. He was 23 and 8. But NL MVP, how did Daryl Strawberry not win MVP that year? Kirk Gibson won. With only 25 home runs and 76 RBIs, did have 31 steals. But Daryl Strawberry. TJ, you know this, probably lived and died with every straw at bat that year. 39 dingers, 101 ribs, 29 steals. Unbelievable Yeah, you year. tell me how he didn't win MVP. Unbelievable yeah. year for Daryl Strawberry that season. You know what's crazy, too, is that nobody remembers Canseco hitting a grand slam in game totally one. Totally forgot. Game one of the World Series after going 40-40, AL MVP hits a four-run bomb. And then next thing you know, 25 years later, is selling fanny packs on Twitter. <laughs> what, I rem- <laughs> what I remember most about that game one is I, I was watching that World Series game one with my grandpa, who was a huge Dodger fan. Like most black men of his age all started off as Brooklyn Dodgers fans, and he's just a huge Dodgers fan. So we're watching it, and I fell asleep. And I can just remember I woke up as Eckersley was in his stretch. So I probably fell asleep in like the fifth inning until – the, the bottom of the ninth. And I just clearly recall waking up and my grandfather like being so happy, but like his uh, eck was just coming through. And the then, yin and yang of the universe. TJ's yeah. grandfather having this like, you know, spiritual moment, a lifelong Dodger fan, the <laughs> Dodgers win. And there's Richard Schiff in the fourth row. <laughs> Losing all his money. <laughs> up the right field line. <laughs> Think, oh my God, what have I done? Coming up next, another Rich, Rich Eisen joining the Rich Eisen show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. We'll be back and more right locks. after this with Rich Eisen. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Billy Bob Thornton here on The Rich Eisen Show. What is your best sports memorabilia that you have that you're, you're most proud of or something that you, you love? Oh, it's, uh, I've got a bunch of things that I love, but the one that I would have to say is the, is the coolest simply because it's not, because um, I was a baseball player, so baseball stuff means a lot to me. Um, one year, a girlfriend of mine said, if you could have anything for Christmas this year, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And I said, an autographed baseball glove from Brooks Robinson. Because Brooks was from Arkansas. He grew up in Little Rock, North Little Rock. And uh, uh, I just loved him, you know, when he played with the Orioles. And uh, so I thought, that's never going to happen. <laughs> but if I could have anything, that's what it would be. And she chased him down. She got all the publicists and everybody else on the case. And Christmas morning, I opened it up, and there was an autograph book, a Brooks Robinson glove, and it said... Uh, uh, and of course, you know, the glove from him, that's the thing because sure. of his fielding, you know, and it said from a huge fan, Brooks Robinson, I'm like, Brooks Robinson knows who I am. I'm done. <laughs> this, this is, this is all fine. But I, speaking of Brooks Robinson, uh, I have a sports trivia question for you. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Yes. No, everybody misses one guy. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, I think it was in 70. Mm -hmm. had four 20-game winners. Who were all four of them? Okay. You're going to name three of them for sure. Okay, Palmer. Palmer. Okay. Um, Cuellar. Two. Okay, I'm halfway home. Oh, gosh. Who else is that? Nobody's saying, nobody's getting in my ear right now. Okay. Yeah, don't uh, tell him. McNally. McNally, there you go. You just got the three that everybody gets. And the fourth one is? Who's the fourth one? Pat Dobson. I would never have gotten that. Nobody ever does. 
so where Billy Bob, I guess then before we throw it a break, I'm mandated to ask, did you ever put on the Brooks Robinson glove? Like literally put your hand in oh, it? Oh, I, I put it on, but boy, do I protect it. It's a, I, I finally put it in plexiglass because it's, you know, the name might rub off, you know. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Boy, that's a that's a real dandy thing. Uh, McGuire also gave me a bat right after he broke it. You know, uh, right after he broke the uh, the Maris. No, no, after he broke his bat. Oh, after. He, gra- <laughs> he grounded out to third. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you should say it was home run number sixty-seven, home run sixty-two. But it was that year. Okay, it was that year, and uh, yeah, he, he grounded out to third. Against the Dodgers, and he gave me the bat and his batting glove, which had dirt all over it and everything. So I've got that, and uh, yeah, I got some good stuff o- over the years. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. He gave me a broken bat. He grounded out to third. <laughs> yeah, but it's his. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. That was the great Billy Bob Thornton, who celebrates a birthday today. He was kind enough to write an introduction to one of my dad's baseball trivia books, so always yeah. held in high regards of the Lions household. I remember interviewing Billy for Mr. Woodcock, and he walked in and said, Hey, Ben, this movie sucks. Let's do this. And I was like, all right. <laughs> this guy's great. Love Billy Bob. Don't miss the chilling new Peacock original, Dr. Death, based on the Wondery podcast, inspired by the true story of Dr. Christopher Dunch. This series goes deep on the dangerous surgeon who left 33 patients maimed, debilitated, or dead, and the heroes who took him down. Every episode of Dr. Death is streaming right now on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to get started. Yesterday, guys, one of those days that the world forever shifted, changed. I think about uh, the great Rich Eisen and his career and his life and Maybe how his life changed when he joined the NFL Network or when he had his first child. And I wonder how yesterday changed for him. Rich, where were you when you found out that Carmelo joined the Lakers? (laughs) Oh, wow. Let me think about it. Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) Rich, this is what Um, we've been dealing with all day today. (laughs) You know what? It's it's just, uh, you know, look, uh, Ben, um, I think you should, uh, you know, just take care of your own house. (laughs) <laughs> and hope and hope that um, Evan Fournier is worth all the Dolan dollars that he said yes to, and uh, and 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 the third time's the charm for uh, a Frenchman after Frederick Weiss and Frank Nilakina. Hopefully, <laughs> the, right. the Knicks have gotten it right uh, from France. I don't know where Magic Lampi's passport is from, but yes, we'll go with those big three uh, for the French oh, Knicks. Boy. Uh, hey, talking basketball and some Tokyo Gold, Brianna Stewart put on a show last night, and I'm thinking about the two best American basketball players right now, Kevin Durant, Brianna Stewart. They're both coming off of Achilles, a torn Achilles. It's incredible. What do you make of the Team USA women and, and what Brianna's doing out in Japan? Well, I can only hope that the men have as easy a time with the Australians as the women did. Right. Um, you know, and... Um, we uh, we did a lead-in today uh, to promote the fact that men's is against Australia tomorrow and leading into the women's highlight. Um, very heavy on the men at work mm. uh, references. Um, the winner moves to the semifinals. The loser, loser gets a Vegemite sandwich. Those are words <laughs> I said today. Um, dating myself, quite frankly, 40-year-old music. Um, so, look, man, she's one of the best uh, on planet Earth. And, you know... Um, so uh, we'll see what the men do tomorrow. I'm, I'm genuinely nervous about that. Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, this is no joke. This is the real deal. And um, we'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, definitely feeling a little anxious for that one. Uh, what other events are, are on the docket right now that have you really excited? Because after Brianna put on her show in the game, they cut right to diving and then boom, I'm locked in. And it's just incredible right, to lose right. yourself in these sports. What's one that you kind of have circled as we head towards the home stretch of the Olympics? Oh, the the Cathlon is just starting. The Heptathlon is just starting. I love that stuff. Uh, I can't get enough of it. Um, oh, there's there's a, an event that somebody's already won gold for, and that's uh, predicting the Colts are probably going to reach out to Philip Rivers. Um, Rich, oh, I'm, uh, I'm listening Ooh, to the Rich Eisen Show anthem being played as I'm standing at the top of the podium with that gold around my neck. <laughs> you know? It's true, yeah. He, he responded. He acknowledged this. He recognized your greatest performance. Although I did mention this to somebody who's uh, very locked in in the football community, and uh, they said that they had a better throwing arm than Philip Rivers, and they've never played professional quarterback, and they're over the age of 50. So um, <laughs> we'll see how that one plays out. Um, but, uh, man, I, I, this is unprecedented. Um, yes, we've seen quarterbacks go down in training camp, and we have seen all-pro offensive linemen go down in training camp. We've never seen them go down. Uh, at the same time with a similar injury and the same whacked-out uh, designation of 5 to 12 weeks. We've never seen that before. And so why not Philip Rivers coming back, trying it one more time, getting that arm ready, coming on out of the smoke and going back there. It would be definitely cheaper than um, going to get Nick Foles and having Nick stand there while Wentz is there. That's, that's something that might consider the Colts might consider just that Wentz is their guy. They believe the medical reports are coming back. He will be back within three months, potentially, and three months from here, right in the middle of the season. And Phillip might be able to get him through that. And then Phillip is just, you know, there is uh, to break glass and get these other youngsters up to speed in the room. That might be the better move for the Colts. Rich, because I know you're locked into this, DraftKings Sportsbook posted odds today on who's going to be the starter week one. For Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Nick Foles, your front runner. Jacob Eason, not even on the list. Gardner Minshew and Blake Bortles have odds and know Jacob Eason, who's actually the starter at this moment. I don't know. Somebody knows something we don't know? I, don't I have know. no idea. I don't either. Mm. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That is pretty wild. But um, exciting times. Everything's going well here in Connecticut. I hop on a flight tomorrow to go to Ohio. Yeah. For the Pro Football Hall of Fame, where apparently. They're preparing to start to play music seven minutes into everybody's speech. Wow. Good luck with that. No chance. That is apparently on the docket oh my God. for this weekend in Ohio. How about them apples? <laughs> Not exactly the best idea, no but this is the beginning of the uh, the Dallas Cowboys 9-8 and eight season for TJ. Very exciting. Really yeah. looking anyway, forward yes. to it. Kicks <laughs> off tomorrow night. Oh, Memories. Get the one, co- promotional T-shirt and video ready to go at the end of the year, huh? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, baby. Here Rich, we go. How about them, Cowboys? It'll be good. We good appreciate time. you calling in on your own show. Thanks so oh, much. Come on, man. <laughs> Rich Eisen. Have a good rest of the show, guys. (laughs) Thanks so much. Really appreciate it, Rich. (laughs) First time, long time, Rich Eisen. Have a great rest of the show. Didn't sound too moved by the Carmelo signing. Didn't sound like the world had shifted. It sounded like Rich kind of got a good thing going. NFL Network, Rich Eisen Show, Tokyo Gold, the Olympics, Peacock. Didn't sound like his whole world shifted that Carmelo Anthony would be an L.A. Laker. Rich, uh, what I know uh, of you and of, of Rich, um, you guys are two different types of Nick fans. 
So the Camarillo news hit a little differently for uh, for Mr. Eyes. He did point out that the third time's the charm with the Frenchman. <laughs> I like that. I didn't realize that with after the failed Frederick Weiss disaster and Frankie Smokes, <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Seventh Avenue, sadly said goodbye to Frank Nilakina. Still on the board. Still on the board for your Boston Celtics or Philadelphia 76ers. Hey, great. Frankie Smokes. Still hasn't turned 24 yet. Still hasn't also gained a muscle in the NBA. <laughs> kind of necessary. And uh, remember when Ennis Cantor came to his defense against LeBron James in the Garden? That was a magical Garden. Hey, yeah, that's right. You Ennis that? Cantor and his one-year $2.7 million contract are going to take us to the 8th seed. Oh, man. Well, thank, uh, thank everybody for joining us today. We had a great group of guests. Trey Kirby called in. Richard Schiff. Rich Eisen called in. Um, big show here today. As the world is not the same as it was yesterday. Shout out to the Locks. New journey. Jada Kiss hanging in the rafters. Ah-ha! Ben Lyons on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go.